Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fashion Guru Podcast. My name is Bill Daly and I am your host. I am so glad that you are all joining me today from around the world. Hello to my friends and colleagues who are listening, as well as newcomers and uh, faithful followers. I'm pretty sure that I will be sharing a different topic with you today than you're used to hearing in the field of fashion. Uh, Nonetheless, hope that it strikes up some great dialogue and conversation on the socials and uh, on my Instagram. You can uh, certainly send me messages. I always appreciate uh, hearing input from people. Well, I was having coffee with my wife recently and the phrase religiosity of fashion popped into my head out of nowhere and I knew it had to be the topic for a podcast and I chose this one to do just that. Uh, This week I don't have a guest and uh, next week I will but uh, I'm going to broach this subject and see where it takes us. Hopefully it will unfold in how I speak it the same way and how I thought it. And uh, we'll see. Well, what do I mean by the religiosity of fashion? Hopefully I will be able to bring some understanding to light and to take it a little further, we will be exploring the sacredness of dapper dress. You see, fashion is often seen as a form of artistic expression or a tool for showcasing personal identity. It can certainly be an evolution, uh, as it were, yet it has deeper, more profound roles than simply reflecting on our aesthetic preferences. Like religion, I believe anyway, Bill Daly's opinion, fashion can act as a conduit to explore the universal human quest for meaning and a search that inevitably finds expression in our sartorial choices, especially in the context of dapper dress, a style characterized by things like refinement and elegance. We discover a paradigm of clothing that transcends the utilitarian and ventures into the sacred. It is clearly proven in the fact that certain styles, and in the case of this podcast of men's fashion, are truly timeless. Some styles have been worn and continue to be worn since the 1930s and earlier with only minor modifications. There's several coffee table books out there that I have referred to many times, um, whether it's the fashion of Cary Grant or uh, the teachings of Flusser to show men how to dress. Uh, Needless to say, they're all fantastic. The parallels between religion and fashion can be observed in their shared functionalities. Both provide a framework of rituals and rules, cultural signifiers and markers of identity. And I would suggests that just as religious rites create a sense of belonging among its followers, fashion serves as a communal expression that draws people together, fostering a collective identity. Now, 
I bring that up because last week I talked about community, community within the fashion world. And when I was introduced to a group online, a face group or a Facebook group called Dapperly Dressed in a Casual Age, and that led to 21st Century Gentlemen and Quintessential Gentlemen and Definitive Gentlemen, you know, all these different Facebook sites that uh, focus on fashion and sharing ideas and collaborating and outfits of the day and the like. And in that, just as I've suggested, I have created and made some great friendships, some great business relationships, some collaborative relationships, and so on. And it continues to grow on a pretty regular basis. And uh, it's really been quite remarkable and a a whole lot of fun. Um, A dapper dresser doesn't just put on clothes. When I pick out my clothes, usually the night before. My room that I have all my things in is set up like a men's store, so I just go around and feel like I'm shopping and I'm putting together outfits and accessories and shoes and socks and everything else, and it it works well and pick it out, but I do it very intentionally. I don't just quote-unquote throw something on uh, to be worn for the day. Um, even If you're really good at that, it can be a train wreck in pretty short order uh, with one little distraction. Um, So we have to be very intentional uh, when we do that. Uh, I follow a ritualistic process, as it were, very similar to uh, religious process. I'm not talking about Christianity or Buddhism or uh, the Muslim faith or Hinduism or anything else. I'm talking about religion. Uh, People can be religious about a lot of things, and that's what I'm speaking of. But there is a lot of crossover, and we see a lot of um, similarities at play. The process um, that I take is all-encompassing for my outfit of the day. Now, the inspiration could come from a lot of different places. It could have come from one of the... um, the Facebook sites that I was on earlier or something I saw on Pinterest, which is a great place to go, by the way. Um, And I have several pages, uh, Sharp Casual and uh, one for more formal dress and shoes and all that. But uh, I've grown quite a uh, large collection of ideas and, and that's where a lot of it comes from. And then I'm inspired by things I see on the street. I'm inspired by colors in nature. I'm inspired by a lot of by a lot of things as I put outfits together. But a dapper dresser, as I mentioned, doesn't just put on clothes. He follows a ritualistic process of selecting, coordinating, and donning a suit tie or wainscot with all the accessories such as my favorite pocket squares and jewelry whether it's a watch or coordinating bracelets or contrasting bracelets or whatever the case may be, I happen to use a lot of accessories to put things together and it gives it a little more personality. My opinion, my style, it's what people have come to know and love and appreciate. And Anyway, this process often entails respecting certain rules, color harmonies, like the color wheel, um, Proportion, balance, appropriateness for the occasion. 
Uh, that's a real important one. I see people posting pictures about uh, things they wear to a wedding, and I can guarantee you they look better than the groom, and that is a no-no. That would be an inappropriate thing to do. You can do whatever you want. I'm not judging. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying there's certain um, appropriateness for occasion that we should probably stick to. And this ritualization and dressing parallels religious practices, creating a sacredness in the act itself. Now, also just like religion, there is an elitist class that criticizes and judges without realizing their own hypocrisies. I've noticed it in many places. I'm not going to go into it uh, today on this podcast, but uh, you know who you are uh, as you're out there. These are the Pharisees of fashion, I'll call them. Thankfully, you can quickly move past them, stay focused on your own style, and let them do what they do. Delving deeper into the dapper aesthetic, one can see how this style transcends its apparent materiality to become a spiritual exercise. The dapper look, characterized by a delivered emphasis on quality craftsmanship, number one, one thing that I've certainly migrated to is custom clothing versus off-the-rack clothing. Nothing wrong with that. But when you buy off-the-rack, a uh, lot more tailoring involved because you can only please so many people. One one suit size is not going to fit every single body shape and, and makeup. And that's where custom really um, comes into play. But the craftsmanship and how things are put together and the details, and that's what I've come to like. That's what really uh, moves me in fashion. Um, and so that attention to detail mirrors the religious emphasis on reverence and devotion um, the same. A carefully chosen pocket square or a meticulously knotted tie, for example, becomes more than just an accessory. It's actually a symbol of dedication. I took the time to put it on, right? First of all, I took the time to pick it out to make sure it matches my outfit or complements my outfit. Um, but then certain ties um, and fabrics, quality-wise, you can't make a good knot. You can't have that perfect dimple. You can't they only make them a certain length, and you can't do a nice double Windsor or whatever uh, type of tie knot you put on there. You have to keep it pretty simple and have the fear of something being above your belt, so to speak, unless you're wearing a vest. But um, we have to pay attention to all these different details. And for me, pocket squares are absolutely a must. If I have a pocket, meaning if I'm wearing a jacket or a sport coat or what have you, sometimes even in just a wainscot that has a pocket, I do that intentionally, I still wear a pocket square because it's, it's either something you use to blend or it's something where you need a pop of color to uh, contrast and just say, hey, um, look at me. And that's my own personal style. I can tell you with uh, complete certainty that if I went out tomorrow without a pocket square in my pocket, somebody would mention, hey, what happened to your pocket square? Did somebody steal it? Did you forget it? What happened? Uh, because that's what I'm known for. And I just like it. It's my shtick. Uh, but those things that I mentioned become more than just an accessory. It's a symbol of dedication. 
a commitment to the ethos of taking care and showing respect for both oneself and the occasion. I was having a cup of coffee with somebody today and talking about what's going on in my life and fashion and everything else and um, just talking about people that clearly don't even look in the mirror in the morning and they just go out not judging but you know their appearance is clearly not important to them or they're just incredibly unaware of their appearance um I think everybody has to have a certain sense of hygiene and cleanliness and collectedness and put together. I don't care if you're running into the grocery store to grab a thing of butter or at the gas station or whatever. I mean, I I got to I got to be showered and put together or I don't do it. The act of dressing dapperly then also speaks volumes about the wearer's values, which can carry spiritual and religious undertones as well. For instance, modesty and humility, which are virtues extolled in many religions, find expression in the dapper aesthetic. It may be characterized by simplicity, deliberately avoid using ostentatiousness for understatement and restraint, the emphasis on personal grooming and cleanliness too mirrors religious purification rites, suggesting a physical manifestation of internal purity. Now, I threw that in there because you can carry it to whatever degree that you want um, uh, and, and to just offer some contrast. But uh, fashion also wields a potent symbolism, much like religious iconography. Each element of the dapper attire, be it a herringbone suit, which I really like, a polka dot tie, which is classic and beautiful, or a wingtip brogue shoe, carries its narrative and cultural significance. And such items, when deliberately chosen, become statements of personal philosophy and worldview, akin to religious symbols that convey specific spiritual meanings. Moreover, the legacy and history attached to dapper dress Harkening back to errors defined by elegance and class. Uh, here's a big $3 word for you that I found. Imbue it with a sense of exceptionalism. Dressing dapperly is an homage to an enduring tradition, much like religious practice. It's a testament to time-honored values of dignity, respect, and style, which can create a sense of continuity and connection to the past. Now, I love looking at pre-1950 fashion, specifically formal fashion or at least casually dapper, to see the similar styles that have carried forward decades later and with only minor changes are still just as in today as they were then. That's what I'm talking about when I say dapperly, classic fashion um, iconography that transcends time and uh, it's pretty fun to see. Uh, I know several people who celebrate that 1920s, 1930s, 1940s sort of look and still carry a lot of that within the fitting of the suit uh, and maybe we'll have a uh, we'll have a podcast on that. I've got a really uh, amazing London tailor who has tons of historical knowledge of fashion that I can't wait to share with you and I'm not going to 
let the cat out of the bag, but uh, please uh, keep listening and look forward to that because you will certainly enjoy it. Um, However, um, my point I want to definitely make is this religiosity of fashion that I suggest and dapper dress in particular is not without controversy. Just as religious dogmas can be divisive, so too can fashion be a tool for exclusion, creating distinctions based on class privilege and access. Well, in my opinion, dapper dress with its emphasis on quality often leans towards luxury, potentially fueling materialism, not necessarily a concept. Let me go back before I get to concept. Materialism suggests that we are focusing on labels and brands uh, and always talking about how much that I spent on something. That's materialism. If in fashion a piece is done correctly and it's done in the right frame of mind with the right humility, we don't need to talk about it. It speaks for itself. And you don't have to spend three grand or five grand on a suit to look fantastic. As a matter of fact, you can spend quite a bit less than that as long as all the other pieces are in place and make it look good. You know, early on in my interest in fashion, before it got to the level I'm at now, I I would look on Pinterest and I would see the fashion models, the David Gandys and Christopher Corys and so forth. And I would see how, you know, fantastic they look in their outfits. And even though those two specific gentlemen take very good care of their bodies as well, um, it's the tailored clothing, the custom clothing, the bespoke clothing that makes them look so good. And if that's the case, then bespoke, custom, tailored clothing can make you look great as well. The rest of it you can use for refinement and get better and better and better. And and that's what I'm suggesting. A concept frequently at odds with religious ideals is is that materialism. Thus, it invites a critical discussion on finding a balance, then, like anything in life, between aesthetics and ethics, fashion and faith. While this does have merit, creating your own personal style or sense of style, as it were, just for you, circumvents the above-mentioned challenges. Despite these challenges, the sacredness of fashion remains an intriguing subject. The fusion of style and spirituality in the context of dapper dress offers a rich tapestry of narratives, rituals, symbols, and meanings. And as we contemplate the crossovers between religion and fashion, we are reminded that our search for meaning often clothes itself in the fabric of our daily lives, weaving a complex pattern of brief, belief, expression, and identity. Such is the divine beauty of fashion. It holds up a mirror to our souls, reflecting back the spectrum of our human quest for meaning and purpose. And unless you wear clothes on a runway for your vocation and are told what to wear, just do you. 
You do you. Dress for you, not for other people. Wear the clothing that makes you feel good. If you want guidance, just ask, and I will get that and more. And if it's not something I can help you with, I can certainly connect you with some well-qualified professionals in this industry to do so. The way I dress, my own personal style, is simply a reflection of the transformational journey that I have been on for decades. Life is about a refining process and so is fashion and personal style. It is a constant and never-ending improvement, the definition of Kaizen, a constant and never-ending improvement of oneself, which in turn benefits others. I guarantee you that my journey of refining and making things better, and that goes with physical fitness and uh, diet and exercise and mindset and motivation and faith and you know, practicing all those different spokes on the wheel of your life, it can't help but make things better for other people and all the interactions you have. And so I am suggesting as we poured through this a little bit today that there's some connections there that we definitely need to make. So uh, the religiosity of fashion. Take it seriously. Don't take it seriously. But make sure that uh, this becomes an important part of your day, especially if you have a professional professional position as a is a vocation, maybe it's in sales or creativity or television or whatever you do. Uh, this is pretty important stuff. So I hope you've enjoyed it. We've come to the end of our time together, and I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I hope you've taken away a thing or two. Please let me communicate that the main focus of the Fashion Guru podcast is to call men of all ages to a new level in how you dress and present yourselves, whether you are dressed up or casual. Makes no difference. Focus number two is to celebrate all that my friends and esteemed colleagues are doing in their spaces. Most are directly or indirectly influencing this industry to the good, and I want you to support their businesses and social media pages. As this podcast continues to evolve and get better and do more, and I uh, start to drop on more Uh, platforms around the world um, in social spaces and eventually go to a video podcast probably sooner than later Um, you'll start to see those people and you can support them and, and patronize their businesses but I often say I would much rather do business with a trusted advisor than a complete stranger and I say it because I mean it um I would like to get in touch uh, with more and more people that are professionals of this industry. So if you know people that you'd like to hear me interview, please uh, drop me a line. I'll tell you in a second how to get a hold of me, and I will do my best to get a hold of them, see if they'd be interested in being on the podcast. We can interview them. We've learned great things from the people I've had so far. I've got some doozies coming up and look forward to sharing those with you. If you would like to get in touch with me, please drop me an email at menstyle.com gurubd at gmail.com. I will list it in the 
notes of the podcast uh, so that you can do that. Again, menstyleguruBD, as in BillDaily, at gmail.com. Additionally, I would love and appreciate it if you would follow me and join the conversation on Instagram. You find me at, at BillDailyFashionGuru. That's B-I-L-L-D-A-L-E-Y Fashion Guru. Let's meet here again next Thursday, okay? I always enjoy my time with you. I would also ask you to share this podcast with anyone you think may benefit from it. And I believe that wives and girlfriends could benefit as well for their husbands. But uh, we owe it to the significant people in our lives to do our best, to look our best, and act our best, and be our best. And that's part of the goal and mission of this podcast as well. The Fashion Guru Podcast is produced and underwritten by Second Chance Productions and recorded in Bettendorf, Iowa, USA. Remember, life is too short to wear boring clothes, so dress up and step it up, gentlemen. Until next time, I'm out.